On this episode of Rev Hang, Ben and I launched the 2023 motorsports season. Let's do it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, the first episode of the second season of Rev Hang. I'm Nathan, and I am very excited to be back here talking about the 2023 motorsports season alongside my good friend and co-host, Ben Bagley. How's it going, Ben? It's going pretty good. We're starting to move out of winter. Uh, got a truck. It's very exciting. And I'm also excited to watch some racing. Yes, it has been a while since we have uh, caught up with each other. Um, so it's good to talk to you. I, I did. I have been following your truck saga on Instagram. It's very exciting. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, I love the heated seats. I bet. Especially right now. It's pretty, pretty chilly out. It's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we have a ton of predictions uh, for the upcoming season to go through, so we should just dive right in. We'll start with IndyCar. Uh, this season of RevHang is going to be a little different than last season. We are just doing Formula One and IndyCar because I think those are the seasons we are really passionate about. Uh, I am planning on starting a separate podcast, just me, myself, uh, talking about some stuff in the car world, and I might throw in some other stuff about like MotoGP and uh, endurance and rally and stuff in that podcast as well. Uh, but this podcast will just be open wheel racing from now on, unless plans change again, but I don't see that happening really. <laughs> we'll still go off topic a little bit. I'm sure. If something big happens, we'll still talk about it. Like if there's a huge incident or whatever, we'll go into it in the news section. Um, but I think open wheel is just going to be the focus here from now on. Yeah, as long as you don't get me talking about Formula E or electric cars or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, starting with IndyCar, we'll do this, and then we'll move on to Formula 1 afterwards. Uh, the list of drivers this year is long as it always is. We have 28 returning drivers and 5 rookies. Uh, going in order, uh, finishing order from last season, it's not all exact because some drivers have left, but uh, this is just what made the most sense to me in terms of how to order it. Uh, starting with Will Power, our champion from last year, he is returning, and Joseph Newgarden, Scott Dixon, Scott McLaughlin, Alex Pillow, Marcus Erickson, the Indy 500 winner from last season, Padua Ward, Alexander Rossi, Felix Rosenqvist, Colton Herta, Graham Rahal, Rena's VK, Roman Grosjean, Christian Lundgaard, Simon Pagano, David Malukas, Connor Daly, Helio Castro Neves, Takuma Sato, Callum Eilat, Jack Harvey, Devlin DeFrancesco, Kyle Kirkwood, Tony Kanan, Ed Carpenter, Santino Ferrucci, Marco Andretti, uh, and Stefan Wilson round off the people that are returning for uh, another season. And then our rookies are Marcus Armstrong with Chip Ganassi Racing, Augustin Canapino with Hinko Hollinger Racing, Catherine uh, Lege, which I think I looked it up and I think that's how you say it, with Ray Hall Letterman Lanigan Racing, uh, Benjamin Peterson with AJ Foyt Enterprises, and Stingray Rob, the young uh, upcoming talent out of Formula or, uh, Indy Lights in Dale Coyne Racing this season. Wow, what a name. We got Will Power, yeah. we got Stingray Rob. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a big there's, fan. Uh, there's quite a few interesting names in IndyCar. 
That's uh, one of the things I won't miss about <laughs> reading off MotoGP names, though. <laughs> it's the, uh, all the Italians that all the Italians insane names. Um, well, you're lucky that probably no Italians watch this show, uh, or else they might be offended. Well, I'm not, it's not that they're bad names. I'm not saying it as a negative thing. I just can't pronounce them. I'm sorry. There's so <laughs> many, it's, 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 it's tough for an American like me. Um, yeah, but just, that's just me fulfilling our stereotype, I'm sure. Yeah, we're just uncultured. Yep, that, yeah, that's definitely what it is. <laughs> all right, so now that we have all of those drivers out of the way, we can go into our predictions for the IndyCar season. So our first category here we have is the total different race winners. So the amount of... <laughs> wow. Uh... I thought I was optimistic. <laughs> ben really went for it. Dude, Stingray um, so, Rob is racing. We gotta. That's that's fair. going to change the game. <laughs> yeah. All right. So total different race winners. I went with eleven unique individuals race uh, winning races this season. What did you put, Ben? I think there will be seventeen different race winners. Seventeen. Yeah. A that lot is of a chaos. number. <laughs> I hope that happens. That's uh. That'd be interesting, considering there are 17 races this season. Yep. Uh, <laughs> that would be crazy <laughs> history. Um, wow. All right. Uh, so next category is total DNFs for the whole season. I said 127. What'd you put, Ben? I had 150. Again, I want just chaos and carnage. Honestly... My first guess was 171, and I kept talking myself down. <laughs> you had to talk yourself down to 127. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think 150 was my second guess. So I, I also think there's going to be there's gonna be some carnage. I think my number might be a little bit low. Yeah, I want, like, ARCA racing at Portland International Raceway levels of carnage. Yes. <laughs> like, NASCAR is trying to go through a chicane carnage. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hope so, too. I I don't anticipate a ton of carnage, but I hope there will be. I mean, it's IndyCar. There's always carnage in at least a few of the races. Yeah. Uh, Nashville in particular, where half the field seems to DNF every time. Mm, um, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a really good race last season, for sure. Um, so next category is the driver with the most DNFs. I kind of based this on last season mixed with his lack of experience. It's only his second season in IndyCar. I said Kyle Kirkwood. That Alexander Rossi. I also kind of based it off of just the races that stuck out most to me uh, and his uh, aggression towards the later half of the season. Yeah, I actually, Alexander Rossi was almost, I think, what I put for that it was either dnfs or it might have been least consistent driver which is uh another one coming up um it'll be really interesting to see how he does this year in his new mclaren team uh but yeah he seems to have uh i don't know he's dropped off in the last couple of years and yeah he's not i don't know where he's where he's at <laughs> yeah we'll i hope he does how, really well yeah we'll see if he chafes against the uh the team or mclaren i get the sense is a team of you know, stricter team orders, perhaps, than where he was at before. Yeah. Uh, the much more organized in terms of 
where they want their drivers to be just as a, a larger outfit overall yeah i think uh yeah i think rossi is going to be definitely one of the stories to watch this season um i think it'll be very very interesting to see where he ends up so next category is the driver with the most pole positions i was boring and went with willpower hey boring can mean wins uh, I went with Joseph Newgarden, the second most boring pick. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will um, be Joseph Newgarden simping until the end of the season. I won't apologize for that. That's fair. Uh, I He's always a title contender. I, I think if he's consistent, more consistent than he was last year, then he'll probably walk away with it. Yep, he was so close um, last year, and he, he had was... so many good performances, especially starting far back, just absolutely clawing through, so... If you sure. be in that mindset starting off, that would be excellent. Yep. All right, next category is most consistent driver. I've put Scott McLaughlin. Ooh, I put Pato Award. Pato Award. I, I really hope Pato has a good season. Uh, I do too. Kind of reminiscent to his 2021 season. Um, last season was not terrible, but he wasn't, I mean, he was like top three in 2021. So I hope I, I'm, I'm such a huge Pato fan. I hope he wins the title. I just don't see it happening. that I was sitting next to it, the, uh, IndyCar race in Portland. I really want him to do well as well. Yeah. Yeah. He's, I'm definitely he's going doing to that well, they're happy. And if they're happy, I'm happy. There you go. <laughs> All right. Next up is our least consistent driver. I said Rena's VK because he has shown flashes of brilliance in the past, and then he's also shown <laughs> not not so great showing, <laughs> kind of back of the field kind of stuff. So I think it could go either way, and I am jealous of what you picked, Ben. Roman Grosjean, yes, the street circuit king, but the circle, uh, well, he has some challenges in the circles. He never really does that well, so I kind of I want the the calculated pick of yes, he's really good in the circuits when he's really good in the circuits, but. He almost never competes on circles. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I have that same thought. Like Grosjean, I I don't know why I didn't even think of him for for this because he's either on or off. <laughs> um, so it'll be interesting to see where that ends up. Yeah, uh, who knows? Maybe this if, season he's put a lot of work in and he's ready for circles. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. All right, next category is driver with the most wins. I went with Joseph Newgarden. I also went with Joseph Newgarden. Yep, he did last year. He had like five or six, I think. Yeah. Uh, so uh, definitely. Well, <laughs> you can't get the total different race winners and this one right, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Everybody I'm going to <laughs> All right. Um, gotta, yeah, you're hedging your bets a little bit. All right. Next, uh, last category is the IndyCar champion this season. I went with Scott McLaughlin because he's been getting better every year. I think this is his third season in IndyCar, and he's always been very consistent. So I think if he can just put up a couple more wins this season, he'll have it. Interesting. Yeah, I went with Justin Newgarden. Yeah, that was <laughs> my second pick. I don't think Willpower is going to win it again. Yeah, that's my that's my boring prediction for the entire season is that Joseph Newgarten will get most positions, the most wins, and also be champion. All right. Well, those three all seem to go together pretty well. <laughs> yeah, but there will also be seventeen total different race winners. Yes. Okay. One hundred fifty DNFs. <laughs> there you go. 
Oh man, if 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 all of that is accurate, this is gonna be the most insane IndyCar season ever, and I am here for it. I'm gonna go hike the Himalayas. If that's all accurate. <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Um. All right. Next up is Formula One. That's the end of our IndyCar section. Formula right. One. It's uh. Here's here's where I'm excited. I love Formula One. I've I've mentioned this a couple times last season. Um, so much more pomp and circumstance around it. So much drama, yeah. It's so great. Yeah, because thinking about it, like, IndyCar is coming up really soon, too, but you don't really ever see, like, this hugely publicized, like, livery reveals for Pato Awards car. Yeah. We did, uh, interestingly enough, we did see some uh, winter testing uh, oh, yeah. videos from out of coming out of IndyCar this season. I don't think I'd seen that before. Um, so it was pretty cool. We saw some stuff from Colton Herta. Uh, a lot of drivers, actually. So um, I am uh, definitely excited to see those cars back on track as well. Both seasons actually start on the same day on March 5th. So we got yeah. two races to look forward to next Sunday. Busy day. Your girlfriend's yeah. going to beat me. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> um, all right. Formula One. Let's go through the list of drivers this season. It is mostly the same, um, but we do have some new faces and returning faces. So, uh, in order, Max Verstappen, uh, Charles Leclerc, Sergio Perez, George Russell, Carlos Sainz, Lewis Hamilton, Lando Norris, Esteban Ocon, Fernando Alonso, Valtteri Bottas, Kevin Magnussen, Pierre Gasly, Lance Stroll, Yuki Tsunoda, Zhou Guan Yu and Alex Albon are the returning regular drivers from last season. And then we have Nick DeVries coming back after his debut in Italy last season. Uh, he is with Alpha Tower this season. Nico Hulkenberg makes a return. All the Hulkenback memes, which I thought were ridiculous last year, came true. Uh, he is back with Haas this year um, with Kevin Magnussen. That will be a very interesting driver pairing to watch. Uh, then we have Oscar Piastri coming into McLaren after all of the silly season drama last year as a rookie. I guess Nick DeVries would be a rookie too, possibly. I don't know how they count that. He did race in one race last season, but I would still consider him a rookie <laughs> very yeah. much. Uh, and then Logan Sargent uh, coming up from F2 is with Williams this season, pairing up alongside Alex Albon. All right, I think this is going to be a very interesting grid to watch. We do have some spicy driver pairings with Ocon and Gasly. I think Piastri and Norris might be interesting if Piastri can keep up. Uh, and then Magnussen and Hulkenberg don't have the best or friendliest history. We'll put it that way. Uh, so I think uh, it's going to be another interesting season to watch. Um, Definitely. Realize that I just sure. put Nick Drew's name twice in our little bracket down here, so I'm just uh, fixing some things real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> no worries. I'm sure we'll figure it out as we're talking about them. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, from here on out, Ben and I seem to disagree about quite a few things, so I think this is gonna this is gonna be fun to talk about. Oh, I'm gonna be so contrary tonight. <laughs> I love it. All right, now we have our livery rating section. I don't think we did this last year. But, uh, yeah, I have all of the liveries pulled up on our script here. And uh, we rated them out of 10. And we're pretty close on a lot of them, except for a couple. 
Um, but starting out with Red Bull, uh, I liked I I love the Red Bull livery. It's nothing new, which is why it didn't get any crazy high score from me. Um, but I it is a classic. I think it looks fantastic. It always has since 2006 when it was re- originally <laughs> designed. It seems. <laughs> Um, so I just gave it a seven out of ten. Yeah, I give it a six. I'm, I'm kind of bored. I want something different. Yeah. Do something with the wheel it, covers or something. I don't know. Yeah, it would be it's, nice to have something something new. I love yeah. their spinoff liveries that they do. Occasionally. Yeah, I would have given it a six if we rated the liveries last year. I would have given it a six too. Uh, yeah. If anything, it it would be like a solid seven and a half if they got rid of the red ring along the wheel covers that made all their tires look like softs. Yeah, that is true. I hate that. That's my least favorite thing. It's my second the other fa- thing. Sec- least second least favorite wheel cover on the grid. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, with McLaren being your least favorite, I presume. Oh, how could you tell? <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, <laughs> the only the other thing I would change about the Red Bull livery is the Bybit sponsorship on the front wing. I would just take that off and have it just be Red Bull. I think that would look so much better. Or just get rid of crypto sponsors overall. Yeah, most teams did actually <laughs> this season. Yeah. Um. So there's that. <laughs> um. Next up is our Ferrari livery. Uh. We we were on the same 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 page with this one. I gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, they did nothing wrong. Yep. I mean, it's always red. It's always red and black. I mean, you can't you can't really go wrong with that. I mean, you can. They did in 2021, I think, when they Ugh. turned it maroon at the back. That was, uh, yeah. Or the green. Not great. Yeah, with the green. <laughs> that, yeah, that um, was really bad. Really terrible. Uh, but they nailed it this season. Uh, they did make a couple of changes in terms of they flipped where the red and black is in a couple spots. And the one change they made that I absolutely love is the Ferrari on the rear wing. Yeah. So good. Yeah, and one little um, detail I really like is the uh, the end plates on the front wing I made those red. Yep. On the inside, yeah. it's black. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. All right, next up is Mercedes. Uh, I gave this a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 6. I was really hoping they would stick with the silver for a little bit longer. I know they're trying yeah. to put W13 behind them, but I actually really liked the silver arrows. Yeah, the, the black's been around for a while, and it was cool, but I feel like a, a lot of other cars have been moving towards that black plus uh, extra color color scheme, so actually really liked having the silver cars last year me too i i am in the same boat with you there i gave it a seven because it is a pretty sick looking car but it didn't go any higher for me and when i first saw it i was blown away and i loved it but the more i look at it the more bored i am by it i think they could have done a lot more i understand that they basically just stripped all the paint off their car to save weight um but it's like, I don't know. A single green it's, stripe along the side is pretty boring. Yeah. Like even the front wing doesn't have anything. Right. It does look good, but it's it's pretty boring. Um, I also liked the silver a lot. I wish they would have maybe done like a black and silver livery. I think that would have been a pretty cool look. Yeah. Like started to fade it back into black, but you know, it's a little yeah. less silver every year instead of just going straight to black. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that would have been pretty cool. Um, so that's Mercedes. Next up, we have Alpine with the Baskin Robbins car. See, um, I always thought of it more of like the. There's like a toothpaste brand that's pink and blue, I think. Pink and blue. It's not Colgate, is it? No. No. I'm gonna I don't know. Really quick. <laughs> um. But, you know, a lot of people did not like this car. This car got a lot of hate. It did last year, too. But I don't mind it. I think the more the more I've seen it and, like, I saw it on track last year, it kind of grew on me. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mind it. I gave it a six. Uh, oh, it's Crest for Kids. That's what it is. Crest for Kids. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I um, gave it a five. I hate that flavor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of just there for me. Um, here's our first big disagreement, I'd say. Uh, the McLaren livery. I gave it a seven. Okay, defend your position. Defend my position. Um, I, I, see, I understand that a lot of people hate it. A lot of people (laughs) think it's ugly. I just don't. I like the combo of the black and orange. I wish they would have done something different with the blue. I might drop mine back down to a six. Seven seems like it's not on the same level as Mercedes. Also, that's or Red Bull. So I guess I would change mine to six. Um, the wheel covers, I will agree with you, are atrocious. Yes. Uh, but I I don't understand the sheer amount of hate that McLaren's gotten over on the liveries the last few years. This one, I think, is far superior to last year's. Uh, it looks more like their IndyCar liveries, um, which I think are always stellar. I do like so, that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, that. I'll say six, actually. I'll, I'll change my vote here. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, yeah, for me, it's just it's so busy. There's no... like. If you look at like the the Ferrari car with the continuity on where they put colors in some places, this car like doesn't have that. Like the front wing is black with orange end plates, but the rear wing is all orange with a black sponsor. The the chrome wheel covers are atrocious. Um, you know the side pods are they're pretty cool. I like the blue and orange actually. I wish they had kind of gone with a more consistent combo of that maybe tone down the black to maybe accentuate things rather than uh like use it all over the front wing maybe just put it on the floor um but it's just so busy for me and maybe part of that is the sheer number of sponsors they have tattooed on the car yeah that's true Um, that doesn't help but yeah it's just really busy and it doesn't have any sort of like continuity between the colors for me gotcha too All right. much. Tone it down, McLaren. <laughs> All right, moving on to Alfa Romeo. What a beauty. Love it. Oh, my goodness. Yep, we both gave this 10 out of 10. It's absolutely gorgeous. The sponsor placement is perfect. The simplicity is there. My one complaint is it looks a little too much like a Ferrari, but it's, I mean, I don't know, man. It's so. It's so good. It looks like a Ferrari in the best possible way. It looks like a yeah. more adventurous Ferrari livery. If Ferrari, you know, did something with their wheel covers, uh, if they branched out with like their color placements, gradients in a good way, not the red to maroon like in previous seasons. 
Yeah. Uh, it accentuates the car really well. Yeah, it's such a gorgeous car. I love it. And I think they I think they had the best livery last season too. They just whoever is making their liveries is really good. <laughs> yes. That is not to say that I wouldn't still love to see uh like a green and white livery with red, just a full on Italian flag. I think that would look super cool with some clover leaves, but yeah. This is an acceptable uh alternative. For sure. They do have the green and white and red stripe on the rear wing, I think, on, yes. the, on the back of it. I think Ferrari did that, too. Yeah. Um, so uh, it is there. But, I yeah, I also would like to see an Italian flag car at some point. <laughs> that would be incredible. Uh, in, uh, in Gran Turismo Sport, one of my favorite cars is the, the Group 3 Ferrari 488. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I, I just made it like green, white, and red paint splotches all over the car. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's very Italian. I love it. Um, all right, next up is Aston Martin. Another beautiful car. Uh, yes, I gave this I really, an 8 out of 10. Yeah, I gave it a 9. I really I liked their livery last year. Uh, I almost liked the livery better last year than this year. Um, I really like that green color and last year they had a lot more like the yellow lines kind of dancing around the yellow pinstriping yeah uh, i still think it looks really good this year but i think they toned it down a little bit and i'm kind of disappointed because i almost hope they would double down more with you know accentuating some of the the hard lines around the car with the yellow stripe i agree completely that's that's the reason i gave it an eight is because i liked last year's more it had more of the yellow striping but the British racing green is such a fantastic color. So good. So good. So, yep, yeah, it's also very simple, like the Ferrari. Uh, not too much going on like the McLaren has. <laughs> um, so, yeah, very, very good car. Very, very beautiful livery. Next up is our second kind of a little bit disagreement <laughs> uh, with the Haas. I give this a 6 out of 10. Yeah, I'm interested to to understand your reasoning why. Well, yeah, it's honestly like I I I think it's far superior to last season. Uh, I think it's their best livery since the Rich Energy sponsorship. Um, but I, I don't know. It's it doesn't for some reason it just doesn't do do a lot for me. I, I I do think it looks good objectively, um, but I I don't know I I really don't have a ton of reasoning. I just comparing this to the ratings that I've given other cars, six is kind of where I would put it. Um, it's a good looking car, but it doesn't blow me away. That's kind of my reasoning. Yeah, yeah. The more the more I think about it, I might I would probably knock this down to like an eight, seven and a half or something. Uh, yeah, I really you, like you said how, nine, right? Yeah, yeah, but nine. Uh, I really like how simple it is. It's you know white on top, black on the sides, and red on the wings. So like it's a nice little bit of design continuity from front to the back of the car. Um, I like the blacked out wheel covers that kind of go along with the black sides of the car. I think those will look good with any type of tire on them. It'll make it much easier to figure out what tire the team's running. Um, and I, I, yeah, I kind of like the the color scheme, but red, black, and white is something that a couple of their teams on the grid are doing, 
uh, and like Alfa Romeo does the the red and black much better. So, much better. Yep. Yeah. In looking back at last year's car, which was kind of a a rush job to get rid of the Russian flag, mm-hmm. um, it's a huge improvement, and I guess that kind of slingshotted my opinion a little further. Uh, but yeah, I just like the the simplicity of it. Yeah, I was very happy when they launched their car to see that they kind of ditched their last few years design. Yeah. Um, I was very pleased when I saw this car, and uh, it got me very excited for the rest of the launches because they launched first. Yep. Um, so, yep, I I think I'll stick with six on this one. But uh, no, no shame to Haas there. Absolutely. Um, next up, our biggest disagreement so far of the season is the Alpha Tauri livery. I... Well, I'll let you go first. I want to hear your explanation. <laughs> okay, maybe it's just this angle that I'm looking at now that makes it fresh in my mind, but I know red and blue aren't really supposed to go each other, but, like, they kind of do. And I'm, yeah, I I kind of really like it. I know it kind of throws out a lot of, like, the, the continuity stuff that I was just talking about with some of the other cars, but I just like how, like, contrasty and, like, Right, it is. It's like the Haas, but with more exciting color choices. Like it's bright red and like a, a that Alpha Tari blue with the white. I don't know. It it looks like a, a Hot Wheels car that I would played with when I was young. Okay. <laughs> I just uh, really like it. I have you gave no it? good explanation. <laughs> I don't know if you said your rating yet or not. Oh, uh, yeah, I gave it an eight. Eight out of ten. Okay, uh, I disagree completely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I gave it a three out of ten. Um, I okay, so I hear what you're saying about red and blue not going together, and they kind of do. And I will agree with you there that the color combo could go well together. I just think they did a horrible job of doing it. Um, my least favorite thing about the car is the rear wing. They squared off the Orland sponsorship rather than just making the entire rear wing red. I think that was a huge mistake. Uh, it makes it look blocky. Um, it I don't I don't like it. Another thing I don't like is the the wheel covers uh, with the little tiny red circles in the middle. I just don't think it looks good. <laughs> um, the front view of the car is hideous. It's honestly the side view, the profile that we have here is not as bad. Uh, if I just saw this, I'd probably give it a four or a five, but the front view brings it down for me. Wow. <laughs> um, I, I do not like the way this car looks. Um, oh. so I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry, but <laughs> you don't have to apologize. It's not my car. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alpha Tauri. I'm sure, I'm sure you guys did the best you could. Um, I'm sure because the Orland sponsorship happened last second that you really didn't really have much time to throw the car together. Um, so I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there, but I think squaring off the edges on the Orland sponsorships everywhere was not, not the way to go. Um, but that's, that's my two cents. I am not the one who gets paid the big bucks to design the liveries. So yeah, speaking of a uh, big bucks, Alphatari, you can send my check in the mail. Uh, <laughs> I live in <laughs> <laughs> McLaren. You can send my check in the mail. <laughs> 
All right, we've got our two our two big disagreements out of the way. Yep. Mom and dad <laughs> um, are no longer fighting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up is Williams. We're pretty pretty on the same page about this one. It is um, the blue car. It is the blue car. I you know, for you know, we had so many blue cars last season, and we only have two this year. Yeah. Well, actually, three. I guess Alfatori is blue-ish, but it's <laughs> very different. Blue. We discussed that. Yes. Um, but Williams, I I liked the livery. I gave it a six. I think for the same reason I gave Haas a six. It's a good-looking car, but it doesn't get me excited. Doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I, I really like that it's just a solid blue color. I really like the blue that they used. Uh, if Alpine had done this, I would have given them the same score. Because this is essentially, I feel like, what the Alpine car could look like without the BWT sponsorship. Yeah. Which makes me sad. Yep. But it's, uh, yeah, I just really like how the the, the shininess, the, me- the metallic sheen of the blue accentuates all the... Uh, the curving surfaces of the car. Yeah. Going back to Alpine, on that note a little bit, uh, I do think that the BWT sponsorship is not doing their livery design any good. No. Uh, I understand they want pink on the car, but I still think the 2021 Alpine with the with the blue and red was one of the most beautiful cars that has come out of Formula 1 in the last, like, 10 years. Um, yeah. I love that, that car so much. It was so gorgeous. Um yeah <laughs> but going back to williams uh one thing i do like is what they did with the duracell sponsorship how they turned the um air intake the air box on the top of the car into a duracell battery i think it's that's so really good. clever and pretty cool um and i think the duracell like tan brown thing they have the color i think that goes pretty well with that blue especially in the small quantity that they have unlike the Alpha Tori, but we're moving on from that. Would you say it's a <laughs> copper top? Yes. Copper, copper top. color? That is that that is the color. I mean, <laughs> you know, that that is yeah, very copper color. That's thank you, Ben. My brain does not work right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's past seven, you're allowed to. Okay. Awesome. Um alright, so that is our livery ratings out of the way for the season. Uh, overall, I do like the vast majority of them. Yeah, I don't um, think there's a truly terrible livery, aside from McLaren. Um, but it's, yeah, <laughs> I mean, they're all pretty good, aside from McLaren. Uh, and I'm excited to see them, you know, racing around. I just hope McLaren gets booted off. <laughs> wow. I, just, I hate it so much. I just want the wheel covers to fall off during the race. Coming out <laughs> so aggressive, Ben. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, <laughs> I do not well, like let's it. just hope all of the McLarens and Alpha Tories crash into each other this year so that we don't have to see them. Yeah, there you go. I will say, I hate the McLaren less than you hate the Alpha Tauri, I think. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, maybe, okay. Well, one last thing on the Alpha Tori. Maybe my oh <laughs> me saying that it's a three might be a little far, but I think the reason that I hate it so much is because I loved the Alpha Tori livery before this. It was one of my favorites. Okay, uh, I can see that. So I think they ruined. <laughs> Look what they did to my boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's kind of how I feel about that. But anyway, uh, full season predictions. 
Uh, here we go. This is where we get to see how wrong we are. Um, all right, starting with the Constructors' Championship for Formula One. Uh, why don't you give me your predictions first? Ooh, I get to go first. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, yeah, so I have Red Bull at the top. Uh, I'm not interested in being flashy. I just want to win. So I've got Red Bull followed by Ferrari in second. They will, I do not think they'll get it this year. They have a brand new team principal and some pretty big team changes. Uh, so, I yeah, I think they're not quite there yet this year. It'll take some time for them to get bedded in. Uh, followed by Mercedes, who, while they seem optimistic, um, it's going to be really hard to recover from last year. And while I have no doubt that they fixed a lot of the problems that W13 had, I think that there's also going to be a lot of confidence issues in the car still. Uh, that can't be uh, allayed by a couple of days of testing. So we will see. Maybe they'll pick up steam in the later half and I'll be wrong, but I think they're a solid third place. I have Alpine after that, um, followed by McLaren. I'm pretty sure Alpine got fourth last year, yeah? Yes. Yeah. So I have no reason to doubt that with Alcon and Gasly that they won't do that, uh, considering that McLaren has a rookie on their team this year who will likely do about as well as Daniel Ricciardo. Uh, and then we have Aston Martin, who has Nando. I think they will do pretty okay. I'm not super confident in their car's development and how much better it'll be than last year, but I think Alonso is a better driver uh, than Vettel was when he left last year, at least from what I saw on the track. And then we have Haas, who has Hulkenberg, who I don't really have a whole lot of confidence in coming into it, based on what we saw last year from him on those last two races. Um, then we have Alfa Romeo, who I really want to do well, but they might still be cursed. I'm not sure. Um... I also have them for most DNFs, I think. Um, so that's my reasoning there. Followed by AlphaTauri, who also has a rookie on their team. And Williams, who uh, is Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Harsh, but true. That's exactly <laughs> the I went. Yeah, you'll see. That's pretty much... We have the same bottom three. Yeah, and I made sure I, I blocked out your side. So these are completely independent of your uh, results that you... Perfect. Interesting. Cool. I'm glad you did that. Um, all right. So I took some risks this year uh, in my predictions, especially in the midfield. Um, I have Red Bull winning the championship again for the same reason, Ben. I don't. I don't. I'm not interested in being flashy. I'm interested in being right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> watch me be wrong. I hope I am. I hope so. Um, but I have Red Bull winning. I have Mercedes second. Because I think whatever problems they had with their car, they will have ironed most of them out. And George Russell is only going to get stronger as time goes on. Um, and then I have Ferrari third. I initially, when I did the Constructors Championship predictions, I had them, I think, I think I had them first and then quickly moved them to second. And then after pondering Mercedes <laughs> a little more, I moved them down to third. Uh, I think their car is better this year than it was last year. 
Uh, from reports we've heard, they have a 30 horsepower increase in their engine. But for the exact reason you said, they have turnover in their team principal position and a lot of turnover in their car design position. Um, so while I do think their car is better, I do not think that the leadership, while I think will be improvement, there will be improvement in terms of strategy, hopefully. Well, I don't know. I can't really say that. I think Fred Vasseur will be a better team principal than Mattia Bonotto was, but I think it'll take him a couple of years to make that team his. Yeah. So that's why I put Ferrari third. I think their car is very good. I just don't think that the leadership is fully together yet. And uh, I think that will just take time to happen. But I am optimistic that Ferrari will win a championship within, well, probably before 2026. That will Sometime be before Leclerc retires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> uh, that, that man's so unlucky. But um, anyway, number four, I have Aston Martin. I predict them making a large step forward this year. Oh. with Fernando Alonso. Uh, I think their car will be better. Um, and the fact that Fernando jumped ship and went to this team, I think he knows something that we don't. I think there's a lot of information in the paddock that the fans don't have access to. Um, I I just think, I don't, I, don't, I don't know why Fernando would have jumped ship unless he saw something bad happening at Alpine and something really good happening at Aston Martin. That's an, an interesting way to look at it, actually. So, I am predicting Aston Martin being best of the rest. I think they, uh, I think they've got some tricks up their sleeve, um, but I could be very wrong. Um, fifth place, <laughs> another reach, Whoa. big reach. What? I have Haas in fifth place. Uh, I can't explain it. I just have this funny feeling in my gut that <laughs> that. For some reason, these drivers are going to take this car to great heights. Um, so that's my reasoning there. It's more, it's less about Haas than it is about, I think, Alpine and McLaren dropping the ball this year. Um, the Alpine, I have sixth. And the reason being is because I still do not trust that Renault engine. Um, I think I put them as my most DNFs this season because of that. They had so much engine problem, like so many engine problems last year, uh, and kind of to tie in with that Fernando Alonso theme, I think he saw something going south that we don't see. Mm-hmm. So I have Alpine at six. Um, one thing that Fernando also said about Alpine is that they are happy and celebrating when they get fourth place in the constructors, and Aston Martin doesn't. They're not celebrating until they start winning is basically kind of what he <laughs> what gotcha. he said. So Aston Martin has that winning mentality. Aston uh, which Martin's not that dog, no. Yeah, I think that'll push them forward. And I think Lawrence Stroll, I think especially once they get... If they don't do as well this year, I think next year they will, because I think their wind tunnel is going to be completed by the end of this season. Um, and then once they get their, their huge factory built and completed, I think they're going to start challenging for championships um so there's that i have mclaren at seventh because piastri is in the team he's a rookie he's been out of motorsport for two years yeah uh, i just 
I don't think Lando, I think the car has taken a, might take a step backwards or at least not take a step forwards. So I think there's only so much that Lando can do. Um, that's kind of my reasoning there. <laughs> yep, makes sense. Um, and then I think Zach Brown even said a couple weeks ago that they weren't super happy with where the car was this season. Mm, that bodes well. Yeah. Um, so that's my reasoning there. I think McLaren might drop down a little bit, which makes me sad because I am such a huge McLaren fan. Uh, Alfa Romeo, I have at eight. Um, they did really well last year. I think they got sixth last year. I don't, I don't have a solid reason as to why they would drop back other than I think other teams will move forward. I guess that's, and I think they're, they, they also have, are plagued with reliability issues. So yeah, you and I have Alfa Romeo at the same place. That's Red Bull and Alfa Romeo, the, the two that we agree on. And the, well, Alpha Tower. No, actually, these last three we agree on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I have Alpha Tower, like I said, at ninth. I don't think they're going to make any huge strides forward. I think Red Bull is done investing in that team. I would not be surprised if we see that team sold off in the next couple of years. Interesting. Um, hopefully to Porsche. Fingers crossed. Ooh. But um, we'll see. <laughs> uh so I, I put Alpha Tauri at ninth. I don't think their driver pairing is very strong. Uh, no, no disrespect to Yuki Tsunoda, but he has not been super stellar in the last couple of years. He's kind of just been there. Um, he's had a couple of good results, but not nearly as consistent as he should be. Um, and then Williams, for the same reason, their their Williams and their driver pairing is kind of lackluster. Uh, Alex Albon has put in some good performances, um, but especially in his first season, I think Logan Sargent might be the new Latifi. Mm, yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. the one American driver on the grid, I would love to see him do well, but I don't see that happening in the first year especially. I'll be pulling for him to be the, the new Russell instead. <laughs> Maybe. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know, he... I was honestly surprised that, that he got the the seat because he was, I think he came in sixth in F2 last season. Uh, so, I don't know. I think there were better options, in my opinion, for Williams. Um, but that is the Constructors' Championship predictions for us out of the way. We'll move on to the Drivers' Championship. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, I finally figured out what driver I was missing. Uh, it was Stroll. I forgot about him. It's like a gotcha. Well, he is the most anonymous driver on the grid every season. So. <laughs> and driver. Um. <laughs> All right. I'll have you go first, Ben. Okay. I'm going to rattle these off pretty quick unless there's an interesting upset that I like to point out. So I've got Verstappen. I've got Russell. Uh, I think if you give Russell a fast car, he showed last year that he can podium. Uh, and I think he will probably end up doing better than Hamilton this year without too much difficulty. Um, McLaren signs I put in third and fourth because they're in Ferraris. Um, Then we have Perez because of team orders. Then we'll have Hamilton, who I think will be kind of, you know, best of the rest for those guys. Um, I don't doubt his drive, but I don't know if his drive is stronger than some of the other drivers in the top five. Uh, for that yeah. WDC. Uh, after that, I have Alcon, 
who I think when his card does work will be pretty rapid. I'm hoping. Uh, I don't know if Gasly's really going to be too much of a, a challenge for him in his first year at a new team. Uh, so I have Alonso after that, which wouldn't that be poetic? Um, hmm. <laughs> uh, I think he will push the Aston Martin to its its maximum potential. Um, also, the Drivers' Championship is not listed in any way to make sense of the Constructors' Championship. These are completely discrete lists. Um, but yeah, I have Norris after that because I don't think the McLaren is a faster, fast car this year. At least I don't picture it being based on last year. Um, followed by that, I have Bottas, who I think is actually a pretty underrated driver, but he's in an Alfa Romeo. So we shall see about that. Uh, after that, I have Magnussen, who... Eh, it's Magnussen. Um, the Haas <laughs> will not be the fastest car on the grid. I don't think it'll be faster than the McLaren, necessarily. I'm kind of seeing it be right in that... Uh, essentially the same space that it was last year. Um, so I think 11th for Magnussen might even be a little optimistic. Uh, I have Gasly in 12th who he had some good performances last year, but that AlphaTauri wasn't really a fast car. Uh, I could give him Alpine, I think he could do a little better. Um, I have Stroll, who I forgot about, followed by Joe, who I think might actually have the chance to be as fast as Bottas in the Alfa Romeo, but he will break down more often, based on last year. <laughs> or flip, the car will flip, or he'll be crashed into, through no fault of his own. Uh -huh. uh, the universe yeah. just doesn't want him to finish. I have Hulkenberg after that, who I think will be better than both the Williams and the Rookies. That's about it. Uh, okay. DeVries after that, followed by Tsunoda, Albon, Piastri, and Sargent. So I kind of put the Rookies and Williams down in that bottom five. Yeah. All right. Um, our lists are actually very similar looking Weirdly at them enough, yeah. it's pretty pretty interesting uh, i also have verstappen winning the driver's championship uh he's just so much faster than everybody else um love the guy or hate the guy you have to admit that he is insanely quick um so verstappen i think will walk away with the title again pretty easily uh, I say Leclerc is second because even with all of Ferrari's shortcomings, I think he is another very, very quick driver. And while he does make some mistakes occasionally, uh, I still think he will win a good couple, two or three races, um, if not more. Uh, I have Russell third. I think Russell is going to finish ahead of Hamilton again. I think it will be closer than it was last season. Um because I heard something watching testing uh, last night. Um, they were saying that Russell was given the optimal Mercedes last season every race, um, and his job was to pick up as many points for Mercedes as possible, and they gave Hamilton all of the testing kind of cars, um, which didn't quite handle as well, but they were trying to find the advantage with the more, more experienced driver, which is why Hamilton did not finish as high as Russell. I don't know whether that's true or not, um, but I still think that Russell will edge out Hamilton just by a little bit. 
Um, I do think Hamilton will win a race this year, though. I hope That'd be so. nice. I hope yeah. so, for his sake. Yeah. Uh, I feel bad that his streak was broken last season. <laughs> Feels bad, man. Um, so, after Hamilton in fourth, I have Sainz in fifth. I still think he is just one step below Leclerc. Not quite on that same level. While he is a very, very skilled driver, um, he does make mistakes, and he ends up in gravel traps. Indeed. Uh, so, I have Sainz fifth. Uh, Perez 6th, initially I had Alonso 6th and Perez 7th, but I switched them because uh, I didn't want to do Perez that dirty. I think Alonso's going to do insanely well this season, but I just don't think that Aston Martin will be able to come quite as close to the uh, that second Red Bull car. Um, wow. So, like I said, I have Alonso 7th. I do think he's going to be very close to the like Sainz and Perez in that in that field. I am very confident in Aston Martin this season, if you can't tell. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> um, eighth, I have Akon in the Alpine. Uh, we have the same reasoning there. I think Akon is going to do quite a bit better than Gasly, just because Gasly has been in that Alpha Tower seat for so many years that I think switching to any car is going to be difficult for him. Um, so I would give him... I think he's going to have kind of a rough first half of the season, but I think he'll get better as time goes on. Um, ninth place, I have Lando Norris because it's Lando. Um, he's ninth because he's in a McLaren, which I think will struggle this year. But he is another very quick driver, and if he was in a top car, I have no doubt that he would fight for fight for a championship. Um, tenth place, I put Lance Stroll. Uh, maybe a little high, but... Again, it's just the Aston Martin confidence there. He did finish um, pretty high up that one season in the pink Mercedes uh, in that racing point. So I, while I don't think he's anything super special on the grid and he's a super anonymous driver, he can put up points when the opportunities are there. I forgot about that, uh, the pink Mercedes season. Yeah, where they... We're basically third in the championship, but they got that 15-point penalty that dropped them to fourth. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird season. That whole, that was 2020. That was the weird year in dream. general, but <laughs> yeah. Um, 11th place, we have the same. Uh, we're actually pretty similar from here on out. Well, kind of. Um, 11th place, I have Magnuson as well, like you do. Uh, again, I think Haas will make a step forward this year, and I think Magnuson will outscore Hulkenberg. Uh, 12th place, I have Gasly. Um, we already talked about that a little bit. I think he's just going to struggle in the beginning of the season, but he'll get better as time goes on. 13th, I have Hulkenberg. I have more confidence in Nico than you do, I think. Um, he has been in every season since he got booted out of the sport as a kind of backup driver to fill in. So he does still have kind of F1 experience a little bit fresh in his mind. He's been training a lot over the offseason to get into as good a physical shape as he can. And he's developed, uh, I mean, he's been the development driver for, I think, two different teams. I don't remember. It might have just been Aston Martin. But um, so he's still, I think he's still got a little more fresh in his mind than people might give him credit for. Um, Valtteri Bottas, I have at 14th. I think, like you said, Bottas is underrated. Uh, but uh, like you said, again, he's in an alpha male, <laughs> so, uh, that will probably limit him a little bit. 
but I don't doubt that he will have some good results this season. In 15th, I have Oscar Piastri. He has been out of the sport for two years, um, but he absolutely dominated the junior series when he was in them, uh, flew through the ranks. It just took him a couple years to get into F1 because that's how F1 seats work. Um, so I don't know if he'll do super well. I have him 15th. I think he is going to bring McLaren down a little bit this season just because he's a rookie, but that's to be expected. Um, he will get stronger uh, the more seasons he has under his belt, I'm sure. Um, so 16th, I have Zhou Guan Yu. Uh, not quite on the level as ba of Batas, I don't think. He doesn't have the experience, and he does not have luck on his side, as it seems. No. Um, 17th, I put Nick DeVries. I think he will be... Uh, I think he's going to do fine in terms of AlphaTauri standards, but those standards don't seem to be too high. Uh, I just don't think that car is going to be very good this year, but I do think he's going to beat Tsunoda. That is my kind of bold prediction there. Um, I I see Tsunoda in 18th right behind him. He's just He hasn't performed super well, even though he's been in the sport for two or three years now. Um, yeah. 19th, I have Albon, and 20th, I have Sargent, the two Williams drivers. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty self-explanatory there. So that is our, those are our predictions for the Drivers' Championship. Let's move on to the total amount of safety cars slash virtual safety cars this season. Yeah, I think there will be 27. 27. I think that's what I put last season. <laughs> is it really? Uh, or close, somewhere in there. I think I think 30. It's going to be right in there. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of tough to guess, obviously. <laughs> um, but a little over, averaging a little over one per race is, I think, a good place to, to put it. Yeah, because we have one more race this season, right? We have 24, 23, 24? Well... I think we were supposed to have 24. Did we have 23 or 22 last year? I think we had 22 because China dropped off, right? And then we were supposed yes. to have 24, but China dropped off again. Okay. So, so I, think, I think we have 23. We'll go with um, it. We'll go with 23. Yeah. So, yeah, I think just a little over, averaging a little over one per race is about right. So I think it'll be right in there, 27 to 30. Uh, most fastest laps of the season, I said Leclerc. Yep, I have Russell. I think he's going to get a faster car, and he was already setting many fastest laps last year. Yep. For the team, uh, so okay. I think that'll just improve his capabilities. Yeah. Um, Russell was my second choice. Uh, let's see, total different race winners, just like that IndyCar category. I put seven. Whoa. Slow down there, Turbo. I put five. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's after I put. It. See, I put I put seven first, and then I dropped it to five, and then I switched it back to seven again. Uh, I think we're gonna have each of the top six drivers. Uh, well, each driver in the top three teams. I think we'll win a race, plus one crazy race. That's my reasoning there. That is Alonso. optimistic. Yeah, Alonso was kind of the one I was thinking, but. Uh, um, Seven is a little optimistic, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> why not? I'm going to shoot for it. Uh, and if I'm right, I'll look like a genius. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> fastest pit stop team. 
Uh, I said Red Bull because usually they are, even though they weren't last year. What did you say, Ben? I got McLaren because I think they actually had a couple really fast pit stops. So who knows? Maybe they start capitalizing on that. And they were the fastest pit stop team last year, too. Yep. They're going to have to find time somewhere (laughs) because they're going to need it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Total DNFs over the course of the season. I said 71. Ooh, I put 60. feel optimistic now. We'll see. I don't know. Um, But that's, let's see, 70. I mean, that's about a little over three per race. Mine might be a little <laughs> a little high. Uh, but who knows? There are a lot of rookies this season, which is kind of my reasoning there. Yeah. Um, so team with most DNFs, I said Alpine. For obvious reasons, yeah. And uh, I've got Alpha for obvious reasons. Yeah, it was it was one of those two, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Alpine had more DNFs at the end of last season when we did our uh, summer break predictions. Um, Alpine was the worst team. Alpha uh, got better in terms of reliability at the end of the season, but, you know, who knows if that's just luck. Yeah. Uh, so let's see, driver with the most pole positions. What did you say, Ben? I put Verstappen. There's no reason to be weird about it. Yeah, I said Leclerc. I thought about Verstappen, but um, the the theme last year seemed to be the Ferrari was faster in qualifying and Red Bull was faster in the race. So I I don't know. And if if Ferrari's car got better, I don't see too much reason for that to change. But um, I think it could go either way. I mean, Verstappen, I think, had the most last year anyway. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, most consistent driver, what'd you say? Got Hamilton. Okay. Uh, I said Alonso. I think he'll be consistently sixth or seventh place. Ooh, interesting. All right. All right. Least consistent driver. Yep, I've got what'd Leclerc. You, you said Leclerc. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just going to be more on Ferrari than him, I think. Yep. Um, so I said Hulkenberg because I think uh, since he has like, had a few years ago out, I think he'll have bad races where he's at the back. But I do think that he will have strong performances this season as well. So um, I just think in terms of standard deviations and stuff, he'll probably be up and down the most. Statistics, uh, I like it. Yes. <laughs> Most consistent team. I said Mercedes. What did you say? But Red Bull. Red Bull. Yeah. I think Red Bull have most consistently the win, but I think Perez is going to ruin that stat for them. Yeah, but that's the one thing kind of holding them back. I know it's probably not going to be Ferrari because I think Sainz is maybe less consistent than Perez is. Yeah. Um, at least the driver-car combo is right um but yeah i i don't disagree with mercedes either yeah all right and least consistent team i put mclaren for the reasons i've already talked about wait why did i put mercedes i don't know that should be alfa romeo <laughs> okay i'll let you switch that mercedes what hamilton the most consistent driver but mercedes <laughs> the least consistent team <laughs> yeah Especially right when I first said, I was like, I don't disagree with Mercedes also being the most consistent team, only to scroll down. He's like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. My boy. 
That's funny. <laughs> All right. So there are our full full season predictions for Formula One out of the way. Uh, that's kind of all we got in terms of the big long-term predictions, which will all most likely be incorrect. Um, now we will go into our weekly predictions, which will also probably be incorrect because we have literally nothing to go on yet. <laughs> uh, because you can't trust testing. Everybody knows that. Indeed. Um, so Grand Prix of St. Petersburg will start with IndyCar. Uh, we have our IndyCar predictions this year as opposed to last year. I am excited about this because it's it lit, it's actually impossible to predict anything in IndyCar, which yep. is one of the reasons I love it so much. Um, so, first off, who do we think will get pole position in St. Petersburg? What did you say, Ben? Uh, yeah, just talking about how you never know who's going to win. Uh, I think it's going to be Joseph Newgarden. Okay. I said willpower. Um, yeah. All right, now we've got our podium. Um, I don't know. I didn't really order this. I, I don't know if this is in any particular order. Um, I should make this decision. Uh, we'll say yes, just because we do that with Formula One. So I guess from here on out, when we do the podium, we'll put them in order. Uh, what did you say for your podium, Ben? I've got Joseph Newgarten, Pato Award, and Colton Herta. I will always pull for Colton Hart to do well, even though I know he will hurt me in the end. <laughs> yeah, I like the guy too. I didn't like him at first, but after, like, I don't, I don't know why I didn't like him. <laughs> I honestly, I think I, I think I didn't like him because I saw him as a Lance Stroll character. But last year, he kind of, well, well, I don't even know. I think I realized that I was biased for literally no reason against him. So I do like Colton Hart in that as well. Also because I think he's an F one prospect that might probably helped him. Yeah, um, maybe just a bit. Yeah, so uh, I also have Joseph Newgarden winning the race, followed by Will Power, and I threw Roman Grosjean in there, because uh, why not? Yeah, why not? It's the first race of the season. Anything could happen. Yep, and it is a, well, it's actually a street circuit, so um, he's generally pretty good at those. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance. Yeah, maybe. Um, all right, and then another category... Uh, we have the winning pit stops number. So the car that wins, how many pit stops did he make in the race? Basically a strategy prediction. Um, I said three pit stops. Yeah, I'm really bad at this, I realized. I really do a terrible job of paying attention to pit stops in IndyCar. Uh, but I put four, just to be a little different. It is possible. Uh, I would say it's more likely to be four than two if, it, if it's not three. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. Um, because it's a street circuit, so you're going to have pretty high tire dag, I would imagine. Um, so I, I wouldn't be surprised, especially if we have a couple of yellows, which there probably will be. We might get some more safety or some more pit stops. Yeah, it's pretty wet, so they'll be on the, uh, the wets, too. Is it supposed to rain in St. Petersburg? No, no, I'm just or, assuming I mean, it's it is Florida, but... Florida in March, it probably will. Uh, we'll see. Um, all right, moving on to Formula One and the Bahrain Grand Prix. Uh, top five, what'd you say, Ben? My top five is Verstappen, Perez, Leclerc, Russell, and Hamilton. My dark horse is Elbon. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> dark horse is Elbon. I like it. All right, uh... My top five is Verstappen, Russell, Leclerc, Hamilton, and Sainz 
and my dark horse is Kevin Magnuson. Your dark horse makes so much more sense. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know. Albon has been pretty quick in testing, but again, we can't trust testing. Uh, if we could trust testing, then, I mean, Alfa Romeo would be insane because Guan Yu Zhou topped the sheets in the first test of, I think, this morning's test. So Love to see it. Yeah, man, slid in uh, one one hundredth of a second faster than Max Verstappen. But that. Verstappen was on the mediums and he was on the softs, so um, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, fastest lap. Uh, I said George Russell. And I've got Leclerc. Okay. And driver of the day, I went with the Hulkenback uh, uh, strat, so I, I said Nico Hulkenberg. They're going to welcome him back with open arms. Yeah. Yeah. I went with Perez. Um, I think he's going to do terrible in qualifying, as usual, and then come back to second place. Okay. That would be pretty insane. And Perez seems to have a growing following every year. It seems like his fan base is getting even more massive every season. Well, yeah, since um, we lost our honorary American driver, Ricardo, and I have no idea how Sargent's going to do, uh, Perez yeah. is about as close to an American driver as we can get. Yeah, I'd say so. Uh, all right, that is the weekly prediction section done and dusted. It is now time for my favorite segment. Ben, Ben, what are your words of wisdom for this season? Or yes, for the, you'll well, see for this week. <laughs> on the script, I've just written weatherproof socks. Um, it's quite socks. cold here and rainy in the valley and in much of western Oregon. And I think a part of gear that goes very unnoticed when you go hiking or backpacking is weatherproof socks. They get a nice pair of wool or you know, synthetic blend socks that'll keep your feet warm. If you step in a puddle and you're wearing subpar boots or something splashes up over the ankle, you're going to be miserable. You're not going to want to keep going if you have wet socks uh, plus, it makes your feet smell bad. And, you know, there's big, warm, fuzzy socks. Um, so, yeah, get some. Yep. As a man who used to be a cable guy in the mountains of Montana, weatherproof socks are an absolute must. Uh, I cannot agree with you more. And I also have a couple of words of wisdom here. Um, I have started working out over the off season a little bit. I always hated going to the gym and I know a lot of people do, but I discovered the rowing machine in the gym. Oh, and there you oh go. my goodness, guys, that is a full body workout that is super low impact. It's super easy to do for a long amount of time. It burns calories so quickly. And uh, if you just get a podcast going or you just uh, have like Netflix on your phone in front of you there, you can just forget what you're doing. And it's it's such a game changer. So I would recommend if you're struggling with motivation to go to the gym because you hate running or biking or lifting or whatever, which I hate most of them, uh, <laughs> except biking. I like biking. Uh, but I hate running with a fervent, fiery passion. Uh, I would highly recommend the rowing machine. Just get in there, do it for a half hour, and watch it change your life. <laughs> <laughs> change your life. There you go. Yeah, pretend you're an F1 driver training to uh, race. Yes. Um, such a good cardio workout, too. Um, it really is. But anyway, those are our words of wisdom for the week. Thank you, everybody, so much for listening. We are very glad to be back and doing podcasts again. It's a lot of fun to get to sit down and talk about this for an hour or so every week. 
If you enjoyed this episode, leave a like or rating on the platform you listened on. It really helps us out. If you want to see updated standings for IndyCar and F1 as the season goes on, or even a calendar of upcoming races from all sorts of different series, check out our website, RevHang.com. If you have a question about racing or even about us, hit us up on Twitter using hashtag RevHangPodcast, and we may feature your question on the next show. You can also follow Ben on Instagram at BenjiMeetsWorld and or myself at 2N underscore squared. We'll be back in a little over a week to see how horribly our predictions have aged. And uh, until then, I have been Nathan. And I've been Ben. Thanks for hanging out, guys. See ya.